Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Seth. And we are track walking. We are. And for the first time in like two months, at least two months, I'm actually looking at Seth's face. I can see Scott making all these weird faces where he remembers how to use the board. It's fantastic. It's been a while. It's been a while. I mean, I've used the board. Yeah, but I couldn't see you making weird faces as no. you remember how to use it like on a weekly oh, basis. Yeah. That slide push. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, we're here. So I'm back home. Yeah. Just, you're, you're back home from, from Mid-Ohio. I'm still home. But yes. Yeah, but you went and did a thing I with did. a lot of other people. As it turns out, yeah. Yeah. 50, 50 something. Is that how many people race GLTC this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Is Mid Ohio big enough for that? I mean, I know it's big, yes. but is it big enough? Yes. I think I'm totally guessing. I want to say it's actually bigger than Gingerman, but that may be Gingerman's a lie. tiny. Yeah, I'd have to look it up. I don't know. I'm not. I'm never the stats guy. I can never tell you. Oh yeah, this trek is two point three seven miles long. I I don't know that. Seventeen corners if you count fifteen A and fifteen B. That yeah. kind of thing. I mean, lap times are quicker at Mid Ohio than they are at Gingerman, but Mid Ohio is also has a lot more fast sections. Right. So I'm somebody should longer. somebody should let us know which one of those is actually bigger. Yeah, tell us why we're idiots. Um, how'd your trip back go? Um, good. I mean, as I as I drove south, it just kept getting hotter and hotter and hotter. It was it was really quite disgusting, actually. Yeah. Um, that and like I'm old now. Um, and when I try to drive any day where I drive by myself and it's longer than twelve hours in a day. I become acutely aware of the fact that I'm old. And now I know why when old people drive across country, they drive like six hours and then stop at a Denny's and then go to bed. I was about to say, like, what what are the symptoms of driving while old for you? You just, just run out of energy. Just get tired. Yeah, like, I, I just get tired. And, and part of it's, like, we've probably always gotten tired, like, 14 hours into a trip, you're always tired. It's just you reach a point when you're old where you're like, I acknowledge that I'm tired and this is no longer a good idea. So it's... it's make the decision to stop. Yeah, so it's probably just being semi-logical about things and, you know, knowing that if you've got... So the drive is like 23 hours long and knowing if it's 23 hours long, you might as well just break it into two pieces. There's no reason to do like 16 hours the first day so you can get home the second day and just lay around in a puddle because you're wrecked. Right. Um, I've done that before. I have too. It's stupid. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome home into your heat hell hole of a state. It is. It is. And we've only gone riding motorcycles once since we got home. We've been home for like three days now and only ridden motorcycles once. And, and, and dirt bikes at that. I haven't been to the track. So... I don't know what to tell you. That's going to that's going to be a day. Yeah, it will be. But so enough about me. Let's talk about Scott. <laughs> Scott's more interesting. Yeah. It's, Scott went racing again. It's, it's, things happened. 
things happened. Yeah, so um, Becky and I went to Gridlife Midsummer Meetup at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. Um, one of my, one of, if not my favorite track to drive, kind of of all time. It's just good. I really hope the one lap goes there sometime just because Me I too. know it so well at this point. I just need to have an excuse to drive it, really. Yeah, and it's just good. Um, unfortunately, I think if Becky and I went, she would drive because she's actually driven that course in Mooncake. <laughs> so it would kind did, of be the logical solution. Did she drive all weekend? Did she drive all her sessions? She did. Awesome. She did. I heard that Sunday Cup had 20 cars, more than 20 cars. It was... I want to say it was at least 20 cars. It was a big field. Yeah. So Good for them. I love those guys. It's cool. They're cool. Cool little dinky cars. Um, so, yeah, uh, Becky and I were with my son to like 8 p.m. And then Thursday and, uh, you know, racing starts Friday morning. So... And your house is a distance away from mid-Ohio. Not a huge distance, but a distance. A little over five hours. So we got in, we got our spot, and immediately uh, the car was still on the trailer, and Becky and I put our cots in between the car and the toolbox, and we laid down. And now I know why getting a 24-foot trailer was... Smarter idea than getting a 20-foot trailer because that would not have worked. Well done. Thanks. Um, and then, yeah, so we got to bed by about 2. That's when I think I actually laid down. And then uh, we were up 6.30, um, unload the car and get her car ready and set up paddock and greet uh tim and chandler who um had traveled to meet and crew and data us and be generally cool to hang out with great to have those guys and uh yeah friday kicked off so i was on a very small amount of sleep um and kind of life in general hasn't been super smooth um as of late so as you know just one thing after another basically so woke up um we got the car ready went out for practice and uh we were trying brand new tires last weekend the um previous tires we've been on the falcons this year have been drastically different in characteristics and feel from last year uh, really liked them last year. Really don't this year. Don't really know. Yeah, don't really know. Is, is what it is. You don't have control over that. You nope. can just react to it. So. Yep. Um, and I have a very weird sized tire in that not many manufacturers make cool new tires in my size. And uh, one of the smaller manufacturers came out with an interesting tire in my size. And I'm like, you know what? I can either bang my head up against this same wall or I can try something new. So went out for a practice session with these brand new sticker Nexons. Um, and without really trying, 
got within half a second of my personal best. So that's I was like, makes you makes you feel good. I was like, cool. Okay, okay. Um, now I should preface all of this with coming into this weekend. I am one of the few idiots who really likes to drive Mid Ohio in the wet, and so Tom O'Gorman and I were both doing the rain dance and praying to whatever God we uh, believe in to (laughs) just please bring rain. Yep. Just let it rain. And it did for one of Becky's sessions. (laughs) Um, And then basically qualifying, we went out on a drying track. Uh, We made the choice to go out on our wet tires because it was the more conservative option. And it's, still mid-Ohio and drying conditions. And I went off track twice in the same spot um, because I thought it had improved the second time, which it had not. It's just this patch right on the exit of the keyhole, which is turn two on the pro course at mid-Ohio. And I'll be damned if car's just like, and we're going this way now. (laughs) Not a thing you can do about it. Like, cool. And it's bumpy out there, so of course I bent the uh, under under tray mount that I just unbent. Cool, fine. So come in, have um, come into hot pits, have uh, Becky, Tim, and Chandler take a look real quick. Seemed okay. All right, continue on. So get uh, another decent lap in, and then uh, track is really drying out. So turn four, which is China Beach, really kind of coming into it. Uh, carried a lot more speed, but then coming up the hill, you know, had been a bit of a wet spot. So went in there, kind of did my break and turn, tried to stay to the outside, which is the still the grippier. I thought the grippier line at the time. And uh, I just as I crossed, the car just slid and locked up the brakes. And I tried to get it woed down in time to grab the outside at madness and nope hit the grass and there's a uh tire wall right there so did you bonk a tire wall oh, i i did i did and uh that was the last good corner on the car okay <laughs> uh, it's pretty pretty bummed about that still had the the original light that came on the car that quarter panel's been good. The light bucket was good. Like, everything was good. And now everything is not great on that corner. It messed up my pretty yellow headlight vinyl that I just had put on the car days before. Like, the last three times I've had the car, like, clean and looking good <laughs> for a race weekend. Previously... Had been contact with other cars. This time is of my own doing. So I wasn't, I was pissed. <laughs> I was really frustrated because, you know. So as, as Adam Jupe says, body work sucks. Yeah, bod, body work does suck. Um, so I kind of realized once I came in, you know, I was, of course, pretty mad at myself and just kind of irritated and, you know, just kind of realized, you know, I went out there, you know, I'd been hoping for rain and didn't really get like the rain. 
uh, at least in qualifying that I was hoping for, but like I was going to go out there and I was going to, I was going to show everybody how to drive mid Ohio <laughs> on the wet on street tires. Um, I was just so in my head about like trying and like really like performing and demonstrating and all this stuff. And it just, that was the mindset I had and it just didn't, didn't work clearly. So, uh, Becky went out a couple more times. Um, you know, she's working her times down. I think by this point she had already beaten her previous best from last year uh, by a couple seconds, which was awesome. And um, then race one, we only had one race on Friday, which is different. Okay. So Saturday we had three races, which is a lot. <laughs> yeah, it makes for a busy day. Busy day. Uh, and of course I've got, I had three, um, three very cool students, um, but I had three students, um, and all, all Miatas, which was cool. I had Emmett, oh. Sam and Carlos. Um, it's pretty cool. Are you, are you the Miata guy now? I mean, they, they kind of, they kind of pair you up like that sometimes. So I get a question. Yeah. Have you had a, have you had students who like know who you are? Yeah, you carry fame into it. I, notoriety, at least <laughs> I wouldn't call it fame. Yeah, um, Emmett, I had um, done some remote coaching for previously. Sam, um, Sam hangs out with Chandler, so he and I knew each other. And then um, Carlos is uh, kind of just getting back into it. Um, he's had some automotive background. He raced downhill mountain bikes competitively Ooh, like he's done he's done things and it it really showed on yeah. track um so yeah got to kind of hang out and coach them this weekend uh in mixed conditions which was tough um so race one kind of qualified 39th what have you ever numerically have you ever no. qualified at a higher number no <laughs> by a long shot no <laughs> uh, I once, at least you've at least you've got that now yeah it's it's a number it's a number so i yeah so i saw that. i'm like all right well um it's the 39th I, I may be exaggerating it may be might have been 34th or 35th regardless it's still still higher so go out there and again in retrospect still not a great mindset um i don't particularly remember what it was um, at the time, but I was definitely kind of caught up in myself at that point, just tired, frustrated, um, you know, basically got, got behind a BMW that was very early on the brakes and was very slow minimum speed, but always set up for a late apex and had all the torque off the line. And I just, in my brain, I tried the one thing that I could think of to do, and I just kept trying that same thing over and over and <laughs> over. And it guess what? It didn't work the first time, and it didn't work the eighth time. Um, so, I mean, I was up to like 28th at one point, but in trying to get past this BMW, I think I got passed by two or three people. So, um, no, I was just... I, bleh. 
is it's just a gross day for me. <laughs> was it still fun to go racing, no, or it no, wasn't fun? No, no, I did That's not. So sad. I didn't. Yeah, qualifying and racing, I did not not enjoy that day. Um, it's hard for me. Yeah, no, I did not enjoy it. So, um, tried to get some sleep the next night. Um, I at least laid there for eight hours. I definitely didn't sleep that much. Um, Was this a full festival with shenanigans going on and things? So it's, uh, no, uh, it's just basically a very large competitive track day or track weekend rather. So like no food vendors, um, which good God, mid Ohio needs food vendors. (laughs) <laughs> place is the worst concession wise they open at like 10 so it's like if you like coffee too bad you gotta wait and they close at like three so it's like lunch only it's well, there's got with that many people there's got to be a line of 50 people the entire time they're open most people have just started bringing grills and stuff because they know middle house sucks for concessions middle how paddock experience kind of sucks like the place is run down which is terrible because the track is so good. Yeah. It's so good. Anyway, wake up, race two is pretty early in the morning. And, you know, again, I didn't get a ton of sleep, but we checked over the car and things were okay. And I just kind of got in the car, realized I didn't want to have a repeat of yesterday. Um, So I just had to kind of hone in, get my eyes up, think ahead, and drive. Like, that's a, um, actually day two for the first time in a while. I kind of stopped paying attention who was around me, like in terms of, like, starting grid. Okay. In the in the past, I've been, I was very systematic with, like, all right, I've got um, this driver, that driver, that driver in front of me, these drivers behind me. They might do this, so I can try to do that, and, this Saturday, I just, all right, here's where I am. Here's the car I have. Let's go. And I find that very interesting. We'll have to psychoanalyze you about that. Later. Yeah, I'll probably need another week or so uh, <laughs> before I, like, know <laughs> what, was, what was actually happening there. Um, and, of course, race two is graded on fast laps of race one. Right, And I never got like a representative lap because I was constantly beating my head up against this, not literally, but behind this BMW. So I started in 34th or 35th again. (laughs) Cool. And um, like the mid-pack does, there's a massive accordion effect. And for the, um, got... You know, basically, I knew I kind of knew I was see, looking where the front of the pack was, and I knew like we had a we had some time, and the cars in front of me really went, and I'm and I'm just like a little bit slower, but you know, letting them inevitably like slam on the brakes before the the green goes, the green goes, and I had you know two three miles an hour on the people in front of me. I think I passed like two three rows by the time we got to. Uh, <laughs> Just because they had like slammed on the brakes right. when the green flag went, so that was a good start. And um, but again, like in the moment, I didn't like acknowledge it was a good start. Like I was on like sweet. I just was just like, all right, here's where we are. What's next? 
And um, yeah, I'd have to go back and watch video to kind of remind remember, but it was just set up the next pass, set up the next pass. What can I do? Um, and ended up 22nd. Yeah. 21st, 22nd, some, somewhere like that. No, I mean, you are good at passing people then. I, yeah, at this track, it, in that mindset, I felt pretty, pretty good about it. Um, and yeah, I, I can't remember if it was, no, it's the next race. So yeah, I mean the, you know, the number of, you know, number of positions I gained through that was to me just great representation of how it felt like the car, the car this weekend felt very good. And my mindset, my brain on the second day was pretty good. Like I'm for like a block of races. I think that's the best I've felt all year, which was great. Which is interesting because as you describe this, it sounds like you're describing the job of racing. Yeah. Yes. I like did there's I so did little excitement in your voice. You're like, uh, I went racing. Yeah. Yeah. Part of it says I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I get that. So tired. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it was also hot. Oh, I heard that. I heard people have it to it like hot. retire to air conditioned cars and stuff. Like some of the, the workers because they were yes. just melting. Yeah. It's like the air temperature. I mean, it was in the mid upper eighties anyway, but the sun, you just could not be out in the sun. It would absolutely cook you. I mean, yeah. August sun in Ohio, I guess is a thing, but man. So, um, yeah, it, it was good. Like I, it was good. Good. Um, you get the front end of the car working now? Working. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I, again, like I really like this track. Um, you know, I'm kind of doing different things on the brakes here that I think are, were helping, uh, especially in particular corners. I'm like actually starting to get a brake repertoire instead okay. of like a one hit wonder. <laughs> so if it's like uphill or downhill or trail breaking in or yeah. just the different things that you can do depending on the different corners. Yeah. Yeah. Like when generally, when is it going to be better to do a light and long break zone instead of a, you know, threshold to trail break or something like that all right so yeah it was good um race three uh gridded up 21st and um it's kind of nice had uh lined up with two other guys and we kind of like formed a bit of an alliance we were like hey first couple laps let's work together after that every person for himself i'm like all right sounds great <laughs> um so that was cool so i got to race through i got to uh give chris adams who drives a uh another k-swap miata gave him a, a couple bumps one at the start and one coming out of the keyhole on the the second lap decent closing speed um not, <laughs> not like my first experience at road america closing speed but it was it was a good probably three mile an hour he appreciated it 
Um, yeah, and I got a got a few more positions out of that race, and just you know was again feeling out the car and not necessarily um, lap time like gaining any better. It's it's hard to work on like outright speed during a race, but was pretty consistent and good, um, especially considering as I was gridding up. Um, yeah, I was kind of waiting for the cars in front of me to go. I had my foot on the brake pedal. Uh, we, I just changed brake pads that morning. Um, and so it, for the second race of this third race, second day, um, I had my foot on the brake pedal and sitting there kind of waiting for cars to, to get lined up. My brake pedal was just like slowly <laughs> sinking. <laughs> And I'm like, huh, that's weird. All right, so let's try it again. Slowly sinking. I'm like, Becky, <laughs> I, I, I need somebody to come down here and look at this. Because Make when sure I... that fluid going somewhere? Yeah, so like when I'd compressed the, the piston, like I'd cleaned off the pistons when I compressed the pistons to go back into the caliper, um, a bit of fluid came out, but... It's, I can't say that's uncommon, but like it, it can happen. Um, so she got there and looked and she's like, there's a bit of fluid <laughs> in your wheel. I'm like, all right, can you get a rag or something? Fortunately, Bob Miller, who had just showed up that morning, had um, fast food napkins. Awesome. So <laughs> Becky cleaned off the inside of the wheel and you know, in my head, like I was starting to get like that anxious, stressed vibe. And I was just like, all right, here's the plan. I'm going to go out, warm up lap, going to warm up the brakes, um, feel it out, um, on the warm up, you know, just kind of on, off, on, off. It felt okay. So I went ahead and lined up and I'm like, all right, we're going to try one. Like I'm going to going into uh turn four, I'm going to break really early, like really early not you know wreck anyone else's car but i'll give it one more lap um see how it feels because one more lap would i'd be able to like hit it hard once or twice make sure it was good get through the one lap brakes felt fine all right so we're off and racing um worked my way up to 17th that race um and same thing just mentally i was right there i wasn't um, thinking about what had happened necessarily. Uh, once I passed somebody, I was I didn't immediately like go defensive. I wasn't worried about them passing me back. I was just aware that they were there. Did what I needed to, but my focus was forward. Um, it was good. It's real good. So just racing cars. Yeah, just racing cars, feeling what the car was telling me and and whatnot and um the tires uh these new nexons that i'm trying out very very consistent feeling all race which is something i've not had all all season so they're not getting hot and greasy and doing any of that i mean they're getting hot but they're not giving anything up it doesn't i mean i set my fast lap of the weekend the last lap of race three or four well that's nice 
so it's I think like car wise that was probably the biggest change this weekend. So that was nice. Um so after race three we we brought it in and uh took the wheel off to take a look and sure enough, like out of this one piston in the uh <laughs> caliper, it's just like there's a good trail running down. And I happened to be paddocked right next to um the guy who made my brake kit. Not the calipers, of course, but like the right. brake kit. And he's kind of my brake guru. I'm like, hey man, here's what I got going on. I'm gonna basically, basically my my plan was like I'm gonna take the pads out. I'm going to, you know, you step on the brake a few times, extend the piston, really clean the piston off, right? Compress it, put the pads back in, press on the brake see how it was so i did the piston trick a couple times you know cleaned off any junk i found kind of put just a fuzz of um clean brake fluid on there um pushed it in put the brake pads in had chandler step on the brake pedal and sure enough like i was looking between the pad and the caliper and sure enough fluid was coming out and enough to where i was jeff (laughs) (laughs) jeff you come look at this. So it did. So I like cleaned it off again, just so he'd like get a good representation, put the pad in. He looked, he's like, yeah, that's, that's a bit of fluid. It's like, you might be okay. Um, and so we were talking about like, all right, well changing a seal, you know, he's obviously done it way more than I have. He's like changing a seal. Like, yeah, you know, you could do it, you know, after race four like at home or i'm like man i sure would love the peace of mind knowing that my brakes aren't leaking right um would you be willing to help sure enough they did they extended the um uh using the brake pedal they extended the uh that one piston far enough that he disconnected the um the caliper um worked the piston out took out the old uh, seal he of course because he's he's, he's, he's the, the brake guy. guy he's got seals um dropped a, a fresh seal in um we brake cleaned everything and tried it and lo and behold my uh my brakes don't leak fluid. <laughs> could you see any damage to the other seal or was it just a little piece of dirt stuck in there you he, think or? yeah he he like felt around and i did too it's like maybe the slightest hint of roughness on the uh inside bore but like no no nothing stand out uh the piston look itself looks good so it's always the hitch with like actual race brakes is they don't have dust seals on them so you you always run the risk of of getting little bits of dirt in there and it doesn't even need to make the seal bad it just needs to get right like a little teeny fleck of something gets inside that that lip and holds it out a little bit so if um, you've got race brakes, clean the pistons before you squash them back into your good seal. Because I'm I'm convinced it probably originally happened a couple brake pad changes ago. Yeah, and it just kept kind of working itself. Right, just that little little bit. It's the it's basically bit. the same thing that happens with motorcycle forks. Um, really hmm. similar. You've got the you've got that outer lip seal on motorcycle forks. And modern upside down forks don't have dust gaiters on them. 
And so you're always, you're always using that outer seal to, to push the dirt away yeah. and it works until it works. And then you get like, you just get little bits of dust there and this like the seals, not even bad, yep. but you've got little bits of dirt up in there. It's just, yeah, I've, I've there, there's tricks that you can do with motorcycle forks that you can't do with brake calipers. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just on and his, and his suggestion, which, you know, again, like you, you learn from people who have more tricks than you do because they've been right. around longer and they've picked up tricks from other people. Cause I have two of these brand new race calipers that I bought just as backup. So they're sitting on a shelf. He's like, you know, I told him like, I, I don't bring them cause like calipers don't fail. He's like, you're right. But then you'd have backup pistons and seals. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, sh I should start bringing one of those. And they're not that big and they're not that heavy. Right. And yeah. So I'm going to, again, that's going to gonna put one of those in the uh, the old toolbox. And uh, um, yeah, so uh, Becky ended up beating her new personal best on Saturday. Nice. Uh, is she having fun? Like, is she coming off track? Just psyched about driving? She she was working into it. Um, we should probably do a podcast with her at some point. Yeah, I want to see how she feels about running with that many people it's a lot in that cars. environment because that's a different that's a different thing that's going on out there right now. It's a lot of cars. Um. Yeah. So lined up for race four and seventeenth. So you know, seeing the. Uh, the start was a lot easier um, when you're half halfway up again in the field, and um, got another good start. Um, it was just I definitely had something for the car two in front of me, which is always good. And then first lap, we were coming around the carousel onto the short straight. Uh, going into turn one, which is very important turn on the track and very difficult because you've got a bridge, you can't see the exit of it, and it's got a 86, 87 mile an hour min speed. So you're you're cooking. There. It's it's a thing, and uh, sure enough, coming in there, I see two cars in front of me get into it. Uh, one car goes off. Uh, the car just in front of me locks up, I think, to avoid and goes off. And the one of the cars that had had the initial hit all of a sudden darts across the track at exit. <laughs> and I, you know, I get side. I, I actually didn't realize this at the time until I watched my video. I got sideways. Like as soon as I saw that, I must have like lifted just for a moment and like car like it was close. I had a front row view. Um, and turns out one of the cars, a few cars behind me had a similar response, but, um, was not so fortunate, uh, ended up going off track and hitting one of the cars that had already gone oh, off man. pretty solidly. So that gave us three cars in the gravel trap on the outside of the fastest corner on track. That sounds like a red flag to me. Uh, double yellow. I was kind of surprised to be honest. Um, okay. but it was double yellow for like six double yellow laps. 
it it took a minute yeah took a minute so um we definitely went over time but it was the the last thing on track happening that day and we had a an extra 15 or 20 minutes after or maybe 10 10 or 15 minutes after we were originally scheduled to come off so they just kept us out there so i was in my suit in the car for about an hour from when i got into it from when i got out i was hot yeah it's hot um and so yeah they threw the uh they threw the green and we had one two laps maybe three and uh i held position except uh no i did go down one position from where i was because mr jimmy hotown james houghton in his i didn't realize how heavy this in his accurate or his honda tsx it's enormous nicknamed the bullet because it takes no aero modifiers is front wheel drive and heavy yep so he came up on me a couple cars back going into the carousel and we had about like very similar men and exit speeds i didn't even bother putting my car in the middle of the track <laughs> and wasting the distance because this guy just motored by me <laughs> i think he's got like 230 horsepower yeah or something and you know if if you're thinking to yourself, well, it's power to weight class, so everything's equal. It's like, it's everything equal until you hit drag stuff. Right. And then all of a sudden, horsepower starts making a big difference. Right. The last half of straightaway. So when you have a long straightaway, like we do at Mid-Ohio, yeah, he, uh, he got a solid run on me. So, um. Yeah, came across, finished um, 15th, maybe. That's that's not too shabby, all things no, considered. No, and, and in the field, to be honest, like how competitive last year was. Like I remember I was, I was barely holding on to 19th last year. Like it could be 19th to 23 and you mess up once. Like right. it was just nutty. And this year... I don't want to say felt easier, but at least like kind of where my pace was like it was there and I could kind of like turn the laps consistently and kind of fall into a bit of a rhythm. Um, and yeah, I was pretty pleased and unfortunately, you know, some of those positions came with, uh, cars that were involved in an incident, which, you know, it's never ideal. And, um, yeah, so it was three races in a row where um, the car was doing car things and Scott was actually, like, able to drive the thing and, like, not just drive it, but, like, think about what's coming up and eyes up and, like, the, the whole the whole thing. You're like a real race car driver. And then I had beers. <laughs> like four or five beers that night. <laughs> they had like a block party like food get together thing so it's a good time it's a good time so 
Sounds like a fun weekend. I mean, it was it like I'm really glad it had the trajectory that it did because it just as easily like day one could have been the good day and day two could have been the not so good day. So it always helps like when you finish finish high, then that's kind of what what I personally end up you know emphasizing is the you know the end of something. But yeah, it was a good weekend. Um, you know, seeing Becky get her personal best was good. Having Tim and Chandler out to um, hang out, help, and lend their their skills was all, always great to be able to have people around. So it was hot. And I was tired. Um, it's a decent drive home. <laughs> yeah, it can get hot enough that it's kind of hard to have fun. That's and that that was probably the dampening spirit of the second day is I was just hot and like still kind of tired, but right. it's just hot. Yeah, and you're like, can this be over now? Yeah, yeah. So the third day, because it was a three day, there's no official points race. Uh, They're having a fun race, which I kind of decided early day two that I wasn't gonna do. Um, just given like my sleep and everything, like the fundraise could have easily have gone bad and we're going to Lime Rock in, when's this come out? This will come out maybe the week of Lime Rock, I think. Okay. Um, and like, I've tried to fix cars in like a week and a half turnaround and that's a bad that- time. That. Well, you already had some wrinkles on the front, too, uh, right? Yeah, and we're doing a family vacation down to Mammoth Cave uh, this weekend. So, like, we've just, there just wouldn't be time. So, I'm just like, you know what? Not going to do it. I got to say, a cave I'm not going to have fun in the fun race. Yeah, I got to say, a cave vacation when it's really hot is, like, a super pro move. Thanks. Yeah, I, I intentionally, like, I knew we were going to do that this this summer i'm like that's going to be the august trip (laughs) yeah for sure um yeah so so we're hanging out saturday night um i was talking to tom just um for a little bit and i just had this sudden idea i'm like what are you doing for the fun race you want to drive my car (laughs) (laughs) he's like huh yeah if we're not going to swap cars here yeah absolutely so checked in with him sunday morning he's like yep we're set so put tom o'gorman in my car uh which surprised the hell out of people when i kind of came up to the observation deck and on the front of the <laughs> the uh the garages and everyone's like hey wait is your car out there <laughs> i'm like maybe so um yeah we ran video data um basically because this car is development this year has just been strange like i just didn't feel like i had a home base for like i feel like we're getting better but like are we missing something like just just to get an outside perspective and tom's a consummate professional he's fast he's aware and he's respectful of the fact that someone else's car like i knew he wasn't going to put my car in a situation where he was going to hit it or potentially somebody else would, and he wasn't going to drive it in a manner that risked it, but he was going to also push it because he has the ability to push a car and 
handle his business if something goes sideways. So he does did and um, you know gave us basically like the two the two points where the car is lacking in uh, to his car, which is very well sorted. Um, so our car in his hands versus his car in his hands is about a two second difference. Okay. So, um, there it is. So I think we've got, you know, some of it was already known. So, but we've kind of got a, an idea on development, you know, kind of next steps on the car and whatnot. So we'll see. Uh, we unloaded the car today and, uh, I've got a few things to do on it, and then shortly we're going to pack it back up and drive from West Michigan to Connecticut, <laughs> which, which is a long trip. Yeah, I mean, tell me about long drives. I really want to hear about them, yeah. but yeah, gas, gas is cheaper than it was. So It's real cheap in Ohio, too. Is it? So it's like three ninety eight here. Okay. It's like three thirty-five in Ohio. So when I filled up the van when we left Mid Ohio to go back home, I filled up my fifteen gallons worth of fuel jugs because <laughs> I'm like I'm taking this with me. Yeah. So instead of stopping in Michigan, which I had to again, I just dumped in the uh, the cheap gas. So. No, it's uh, when I got to Upper Michigan this summer, gas was was five nineteen. Yeah. And when I got home to Texas, gas is three thirty-five. Yeah. So it's a big difference. It's a big difference. Big difference. Um you're driving around the Rev four all summer, so mileage is kind of fantastic and it takes regular gas and it doesn't none of it really matters that much, but um I would say I was happy to not be one of those guys driving a big gas truck towing a thirty-five foot camper yep especially early in the summer 8.2 baby <laughs> oh my god <laughs> one one of the things that if i have time i really want to try to get that air dam on the uh the fan before lime rock we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see if not before lime rock it will be on before heartland yeah so ah, towing uh, life yeah gas van life six, all the kids love van life six, yeah, why don't you six, love van life i do Got a little bit better gas mileage. That wouldn't be bad. Uh, we are at Track Walking Podcast. Leave us a um, rating review. Share us with a friend if you have a favorite episode, which seems weird to me that you would, but I assume you probably do. Um, it's a good way to, to share something you enjoy with uh, someone you enjoy. Tell us which track is longer, Gingerman or Mid-Ohio. We don't know. So For the two of us here, I'm Scott. And I'm Seth. We'll talk to you next week.